Introducing Making Marilyn Emulating Elle or Amy to it. Amy is our super sharp Brisbane correspondent who is all about sewing. She's a Brisbane sprawlette that lives and breathes sewing when her wonderful cat Mr Smoochie gives her a break from his adorable cuddle powers. Cats need to be adored, right? You're listening to Soul Organised Style Podcast produced by our Brisbane correspondent Amy. I'm so excited that Amy's filed her very first podcast her way. Amy is chatting to Ali of Ali May at Social Sewing one early spring weekend. Amy is all about sewing, especially when you follow her Instagram account. Mr. Smoochie and Flubber Bubba are usually in her Instagram account, giving her a hand when she's trying to sew. Both Amy and Ali have sewing at heart. If you've ever attended a Brisbane Spoolette event, you'll know that both Amy and Ali are part of this great group of locals that share their love of sewing and instinctively know how to make you feel welcome. You'll find the Brisbane Spoolette group on Facebook and also on Instagram. Get ready to hear Ali and Amy shoot the breeze over a great afternoon of sewing. Hi, this is the Brisbane correspondent of the podcast. I, my name is Amy. You, I blog and Instagram at Making Marilyn Emulating L. Um, I'm here with Alison, who is Ali May on Instagram. Two and, M's. And Ali is a long-time spoolette. And so we're at Social Sewing. It's this afternoon now, isn't it? And I thought I'd have a chat to Ali about how awesome sewing is. Well... Hello, um, delighted to be part of the podcast and yeah, we're um, actually having a really good morning this morning. We've got a couple ladies who haven't been to social sewing before, so I think that's really important to kind of bring the sewing community together because I know for me it's it certainly changed changed the, the face of sewing is the idea that oh, these definitely. days, rather than being locked in your own home and it being a really solitary hobby, it's getting more and more social. So whether that's sharing your, your makes and ideas on social media or physically getting together with other ladies or gentlemen. Um, it would be nice to have gentlemen. But wouldn't it? There, there just don't seem to be as many blokes who sew, but maybe we'll see more. I mean, the only people that I know who sew who are men happen to be medical professionals and that's sewing humans that's i mean human skin does have different tension but we're not going to get into a silence of the land you know i sewed with leather once and as i was cutting it up it just it really came home to me that i was cutting up skin like something Mm. about the texture of it as you're yes as you're cutting it it was a bit disconcerting Mm. didn't sew up nicely though yes i mean vegetarian i don't like thinking about cutting up animal (laughs) skin but you know but yeah, so uh, Ali is known for her love of capes. I have been cutting mm. up uh, some of the capes for kids this morning, which I love doing because it allows me to buy the cute fabric at Spotlight without feeling like a real weirdo. But you've made some cute capes, haven't you? You said you'd made some capes for a I kids' have. party. I have, yeah. I made, I made a couple um, last year. Um, there was, we were going to a nephew's third birthday or fourth birthday mm. and the kids were all dressing up as superheroes and um, being the auntie that I am I wanted to dress up as well so I made my husband and I two red velvet capes to um, to wear so we could hang out with the kids 
instead of the boring adults. And I've still got them at home. And I just oh. bumped, I found them again the other day. So I think I will give them to you so that you can give them to the kids, if yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if, um, you know, they have specific requirements so the kids can't choke themselves. Of course. But of yes. Course. I love how you're, um, Alison's sewing some big ass snaps. We love some big snaps. Sorry, I probably shouldn't say us. Alison's <laughs> um, sewing some big snaps on a beautiful looking coat. And she's doing this wonderful method where she puts the needle in and then she kind of puts her finger at the end of the thread so it doesn't tangle. I hate it when you're when you're sewing the long. Cause I sew with long threads. I don't like wastage. Oh and yeah, I, I hate sewing with short threads. It drives yep, me longer. Yeah, so I use long threads, but sometimes um, yeah, they they can tangle as you're pulling them through. So yeah. I use one finger to kind of keep them under control. Yeah, you see, so. I. I do have the beeswax, but I don't like using beeswax as like a basting thread. I always oh, worry about yeah. like the beeswax transferring to the thread, even if you press it between, you know, some paper. Yeah, I haven't had trouble with that before, but then I like I, I press it really, mm. really strongly, and that seems to get the the wax into the threads, and it does without pull, it oh, without cool. yeah, but it does right. pull really nicely. If you're worried about it though, mm. once you've um once you've um waxed your thread. Um, you know, do a, do a tester on, on some like some white fabric or some mm. suede-like fabric where it would be really yeah. obvious mm. and have a bit of a test. I'm I'm all for testing yeah, um, these days. I, get, I use my offcuts now to test the iron settings before Ooh. I press any of my seams. You know, you know when you get a fabric and yeah. you think, oh yeah, I'll just give that a press and it melts or it marks. Mm. Yeah, I now test everything with my offcuts. Yeah. I test buttonholes because there's nothing quite like using the actual fabric you're using to see how it's going to react when you're mm. sewing the real garment. So it's a great way to get the most out of your out of your offcut. I wouldn't, I'm not going to ask you about your sewing journey because I hate the use of the word journey because I watch entirely too many um, reality TV shows. I have been addicted to The Bachelor this season. <laughs> um, so well, when did you learn to sew? My, I was lucky. My mum sewed. Um, and when I was in high school, I you know did a couple projects here and there, but... I don't know, sewing wasn't very cool mm. back then. No, it wasn't. And doing what your mum does wasn't very cool back then either. Oh, I know. So I wish I had, um, I wish I'd listened more. Yeah. I do, um, she still sews, and so we talk about sewing a lot more now. I go to her for advice. She comes to me for advice sometimes. Yeah. So it's nice to have that that link and of course she has a lifetime of, of what are now vintage patterns for me to trawl through every now and then which is heaven although I am reminded of some pretty horrendous things I wore in the 70s and 80s when I look through when I look through her pattern stash and go oh my god I remember you made me this and I loved it what was I thinking oh my god like so I I learned to sew we did home ec in grade 8 at school but I changed school so I missed half of home ec so I actually failed because I couldn't sew oh no was that here in Queensland yeah it was it was in Townsville and so um uh the summer after mum taught me to sew and I made all of these. Remember the, um, I don't know if it was Calvin Klein or whatever, you know, the slip dresses? Oh, yeah, they were very hot. Um, you know, this was, what, 94, 95? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I made a couple of those, and I thought I was the bee's knees. But then I never really did much of it after that. Oh. And I took it up again after learning to knit because I thought, yeah, sewing, it's so much faster than knitting. And so then knitting was the gateway craft. Knitting is my gateway, gateway drug, yes. Nice. So not so much knitting anymore. I kind of pick it up every winter. My hands get itchy for knitting when it starts to get cool, but it's not really something you can do in summer. 
No, you're right. Even, I mean, even um, even some sewing, sewing with some warm fabrics, you know, when it's mm. when it's sitting on your lap or um, or you're holding it or working a bit hot and bothered if I'm working with really warm fabrics in mm. summer. This capon sewing now, um, as we're speaking, um, luckily it's um, it's got no sleeves. Ah. Um, and I don't know what the fabric is, but I've had it. It's a deep, deep stash. I've had this for over 10 years. Oh, nice. And, uh, you know, it's a bit silly, I guess, to be sewing a cape in October in Brisbane. Well, you know, but offices are notoriously cold, and you do need a jacket in the true. office at all times. That's true. If anyone uh, is interested in what I'm sewing, it's a Vogue 8776. It's Look at a, you remembering that all professionally. A, well, it took me so many years to track this thing down because it's 10 years old, the pattern, mm. and um, and it had been on my wish list for many years. And every now and then I'd join another pattern D stash group on Facebook mm. and I'd post photos. Does anyone have this that I could borrow or buy or, or trace or anything? I just, I really, really wanted to sew it. Mm. And, um, and I never found any. And then one day, um, you know, during my annual social media search, um, I found a lady who um, is actually Australian but is living in Switzerland. Ah. And she had posted that she had finally tracked down this pattern as well because there are a lot of people trying to track it down. Um, and so I, se I sent her a message saying, hey, I know you tracked this pattern down. How did you do it? Do you have any leads I could follow? You know, mm. I'm I've been trying as well. And she said, why don't I just send you mine and you can use that when you're finished with it, send it back. So this amazing woman who I've never met before and had never even like that's spoken such to a on Instagram. Thing. I know, I know. So she sent it and I um and I was able to use that, um, which was fantastic. And then I sent it straight back with some Kylie and the machine labels to Aww. say thank you. It's a nice little touch of Brisbane. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I was so glad to finally um, track it down. And um, now I'm just I'm so happy to be sewing it. It's it's going to be the cape of my dreams, and I will. You have love to it see this. It it's beautiful. She's beautifully pressed all of her seams. It's uh, yeah. such lovely fabric. I'm just going to feel it up. Do you know this was a dollar a meter at Spotlight? What? It was. I bought it at the end of winter, a 2011, maybe 2010. I don't know. It was a long time ago, and um, longer than that because I was still living in. The, anyway, long time ago. <laughs> um, and because it was the end of winter, and I didn't know, I didn't know what fabric was. You know, what, which which fibers were good and which mm. weren't back then. So I just saw a dollar a meter. I'll try that and, you know, try try sewing something. And mm. it's been sitting in my cupboard ever since. So I, I'm, it just feels so good to be using something that, you know, that's just been sitting there mm. um, and gets rid of some of the guilt of <laughs> the size of my fabric stash as well. Well, I, I also cut out something deep stash this morning. I'm working on a gin and tonic dress from Our Lady of Leisure. She's Melbourne for uh, pattern designer who I've recently discovered. I love the fact that all of her patterns are named after cocktails, so she's mm. definitely if she's not a spoolette, she should be. Is that the one with the twist? The gin yes, and tonic's got a twist at the front? Yes, it's like it's I've got a I've seen that it looks it's great. a funny wrap over one and um 
it's actually a really, really easy sew, but mm. the first time I made it in a beautiful swan print rayon from Spotty, and it looks so put together. I wore it to work and I felt glamorous as hell. I've seen it on your feed. It, it looked it looked so good. In fact, mm. that's what made me go and look up who is this Our Lady of Leisure yeah. and what is this dress? Do I need it? I think I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I've also made the Mai Tai dress. Everyone loved that. I don't really love it. It's actually really funny. I wore it on Friday and everyone's like, oh my God, this dress is amazing. I was like, really? I look like a frump. If you're not keen on it, you may want to bring it to the frock swap. Ah, uh, yes, we are going to have a frock swap. So Ali's um, almost one of the founding members of the Spoolettes or is one of the founding members of the Spoolettes. Yeah, I've just been here for a while. She's been in it forever. Um, and so Brisbane Spoolettes, there's Spoolettes in Sydney. Um, Melbourne have a really Melbourne. good group. Yep. Um, and I believe one of our Spoolettes, Liz, started it after seeing it in London, I think. Yeah, yeah, there's but, a London But, you know, group. obviously being Australian, and our spoolettes are the best spoolettes. Um, <laughs> and so we have, you know, social events all year. So today is social sewing. We had frocktails at the end of August, which was awesome. Um, and we, every year or so, we do a, a frock swap. Um, and you can either bring maids that you don't like or don't fit you anymore. Or we are going to introduce uh, partially made um, items. We had a couple UFOs the first year and I think it's a really good idea. You know sometimes you get so close to finishing something mm. and then you do that fit test and you think oh my word I'm never going to wear this mm. and it sits there languishing because mm. you don't want to finish it but then for some reason we don't throw them out either. Oh and um, it's because I have two beautiful Liberty Print um, Soaholic Granville shirts. They're waiting to be finished and I've been lifting lots of weights, so my uh, chest has gotten larger. Um, <laughs> and so they just don't button up at the chest. So oh. I'm, uh, I'm either going to finish those or I'm going to, you know, bring them along and, you know, I don't know how we'll go with um, pattern instructions, but we'll work something out, I suppose. Yep. Yeah, um, I'm sure so someone would be happy to snap those up and finish them off. I mean, oh, imagine, yes. imagine the getting liberty. a yeah, oh. and getting a handmade garment and only having to, you know, do the last, you know, three or four steps, and that's it. And you've yes. got a new, yes. new outfit. That would be brilliant. Yes. So we'll be doing that in probably November. Probably November. Yeah. I'm just scouting a couple of venues now. So, mm. and we'll we'll add in a lunch or something because once you get sewing girls together, they can't just do one thing and go home. They need. To <laughs> They need yeah. to socialise. We're all like, where can we go after this? And should we go out for drinks? And what are you doing for coffee next week? Um, I think that's half the fun of it. Mm. Is, um, sewers throughout the world, because I've met quite a few from other countries, and they all seem to be... There are a lot of similarities. They're, you know, positive people who mm. like to solve problems, who like beautiful things and are willing to put in the time and effort to get them. Mm. Um, you know, sewing is not a cheap hobby these days, and it's not a... a fast easy hobby either it's about mm. skill and time and investment mm. so I think that that brings together some really interesting people yeah and as Ali and I were talking before like sewing is mindfulness and you probably heard me talk about this on the and which one it, it was the um clothes making mavens podcast I talk about my mental health issues on an episode of that but Sewing is really important as a hobby, or even having any sort of hobby, especially if you have a very stressful job. Ali and I are both professionals, so, you know, we have stressful jobs and we come home and, you know, 
you need something to turn the brain off and sewing is just really good for that. Mm, no, absolutely. I found it's, it's wonderful to stop the mind spinning and mm. to, um, even if you've had a really stressful week, to kind of recover from that, mm. to be able to take something in your hands and, you know, the feel of the cloth and, and solving the puzzle and being able to create something. Mm. It's a real sense of accomplishment and achievement if you're going through a time when other things in your life feel like they are less in your control. Yes. It's nice to have something that you can control and, um, you know, you can create something beautiful. Yes. Ah, mm. Well, I think that's a really lovely note to end on our chat with Ellie. And we will chat soon. Bye-bye. Now that you've heard how lovely this social sewing environment is, I think you'd agree that once you visit and sew with great people like Amy and Allie, you'd go back in a heartbeat. This episode of Sew Organised Style was recorded and produced by Amy Chewitt with permission by Ali May. Post-production was by me, Maria Theoharis. If you enjoyed this episode, drop Amy a message on her Instagram account, Making Marilyn Emulating L, so she knows you appreciate her work and knows that you want more. So Organised Style, spelt with an S not a Z, is available on our website, SewOrganisedStyle.com with all the links to this special podcast and our previous podcasts. You'll also find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, CastBox and iHeartRadio. Subscribe to our podcast to listen to our earlier recordings that have now been updated and are a lot easier to listen to and tell your friends about our podcast. We publish podcasts each fortnight unless we have newsworthy podcasts or special reports from Amy, our Brisbane correspondent. Thanks for listening.